0: Hey, podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for the All Saints Lutheran Sermon Series of Podcasts. We're so delighted that you've landed on this page, and we ask that you contextualize yourself by reading the descriptor. Enjoy, and let us know what you think. Just say that word with me. Anguish. Anguish. It's one of those words that feels like it sounds, doesn't it? A few weeks ago, we sat midrash. With Judas Iscariot as he wrestled with his conscience. The sermon was titled Wadi due to the immense amount of feelings that were being poured out right alongside Mary as she anointed Jesus' feet with expensive nard and the possible angst that Judas had for Jesus. It wasn't just angst or anxiety that Judas had, it was very likely that he had been let down. He expected Jesus to be part of a political upheaval which would lead to tossing out the Roman occupation and setting right the Jewish people with the land of promise. Did not Jesus recite the words from Isaiah in his very first sermon as a rabbi? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, What Judas expected didn't happen, or at least his interpretation of the way the Jesus movement didn't happen the way he wanted it to. Judas set things in motion through betraying Jesus. Specifically, he set one of the biggest emotions in motion, namely, anguish. Over the last few months, our book club here at All Saints has been reading Atlas of the Heart, Mapping Meaningful Connection and the Language of Human Experience by Brene Brown. As a storyteller and researcher, she discovered that most people only use three words to describe how they are feeling, mad, sad, or happy. She goes on to say that language is our portal to meaning-making, connection, healing, learning, and self-awareness. Language shows us that naming an experience doesn't give the experience more power. It gives us the power of understanding and meaning. Let's get back to this word, anguish. I know what it feels like to be betrayed. When I read her definition of anguish, I nearly leapt out of my seat with that deeper understanding that I've been searching for over the last six years. She has this phrase that she uses, by the way, when she knows something is true. This is Brene Brown. She'll start reading a book and she'll get to a part that just shocks or alarms her because she knows it's true and she'll just throw the book across the room. (laughs) I didn't do that. I just closed the book and stomped around for a while. Because her definition of anguish nailed it. And I quote, Anguish is an almost unbearable and traumatic swirl of shock, incredulity, grief, and powerlessness. Shock and incredulity can take our breath away. And grief and powerlessness often comes for our hearts and our minds. But anguish, the combination of these experiences, not only takes our ability to breathe away, it also takes away our ability to feel and think because it goes right to our bones. Anguish often causes us to physically crumple in on ourselves, literally bringing us to our knees or forcing us all the way down to the ground. Most of us, unfortunately, can relate to feeling powerless. Maybe we haven't been brought down to our knees in a dark and deep lament, but all of us see anguish tonight. The disciples, all, the disciples, can feel this betrayal and death in our bones tonight, including me, including you, including Judas, and maybe even the powers that be. Because we know that Jesus, the one who poured out his life, love, compassion, and forgiveness That Jesus is dead. Dead by torture at the hands of Rome, orchestrated by politicos yearning for change and likely more power. Tonight, we sit shiva. We wait, we watch, we listen. For the rooster to cry, the curtain to rip, the lots to be cast and the words to be spoken. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. It is finished.